Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clean. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Welcome, everyone, to episode 216 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Toporek, and we were not supposed to record today. Our next episode was supposed to be a playoff preview, but Magic Johnson had other plans. So we are going to, unfortunately, once again, talk about the Lakers and their immense dysfunction in the wake of Magic Johnson abruptly stepping down as team president Tuesday with no warning whatsoever. Before we get into all of that, a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker, so check them out on Twitter at Spreaker. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's going well, Brian. So, 216, wasn't that Magic's playing weight? <laughs> Uh, what a fitting tie-in if it was. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so yeah, it's going well here. I I woke up to the news, obviously, which was <laughs> something. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, Danish Lakers fans were were pretty up in arms, um, and not in a bad way. They were just <laughs> very excited about the whole ordeal. Very confused. Like sure. he's been there for two years, and then he leaves. Yeah. Out of nowhere, Genie wasn't told, and he was he was standing there basically crying in the cameras, and <laughs> nobody knew what the hell happened really. Which which I think is the appropriate uh, reaction because what the hell did happen? That's a perfect summation of the 2018-19 Lakers. Nobody knew what happened. What the hell did happen? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm personally mad because. I thought we were going to have a relatively chill night of work last night, and then oh. this news comes out, and then Dirk like officially announced his re- retirement, and all of a sudden we just get absolutely slammed. So I'm tired and grumpy, mostly at Magic, so if, if any rage <laughs> leaks through today, that is the background of why. But let's just get in right into it, Mort. As you said, there was no indication whatsoever that Magic Johnson was considering this. We were, earlier Tuesday, Bill Oram of The Athletic, and then a few other people contributed to the article, drops this huge piece on Lakers' dysfunction and, like, what went wrong with the season. Um, And there was one nugget in there that said, like, Magic Johnson was considered an absentee executive, but that, it's really nothing we hadn't heard already before. You know, like, that wasn't, that wasn't the new news. There were other things in there, like, how Larry Nance apparently asked Rob Polinka if he was going to get traded. And Rob Polinka's like, no, 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 no. Only for like a top three player. You're fine. Go buy a house. And then they traded him like the next day. So there is, <laughs> there, there is those kinds of stuff in there. But nothing particularly new about Magic and like his ability to execute the job of team president. So Tuesday night comes around. Lakers are playing Portland. Before the game. Magic has an impromptu press conference in which he announces he is stepping down as team president. He hasn't told Jeannie Buss. He, <laughs> he said he didn't tell her because he didn't want her to talk him out of it. And he was talking about how he's like, she's my sister. I, you know, I respect her. I don't want to harm my relationship. He's, his whole thing was basically he's unhappy in the role of team president. He, mm-hmm. was, he was mad that he couldn't like congratulate other players on their accomplishments. Like, you know, Russ Westbrook had the 2020 game the other day, and he specifically cited, like, 
I wanted to say congratulations, but people would accuse me of tampering. Um, he brought up the Ben Simmons thing from earlier this year, and he, he you know he just basically wanted to said like I just want to go back to being Magic Johnson. I don't want the responsibilities of being Lakers team president. So he's gone, and now the Lakers have this giant void unexpected unexpectedly um, heading into a monumental summer. So what I mean, what, what was just your first reaction to the news of him stepping down? Well, yeah, the first thing I saw was actually what you just talked about there. Magic basically saying that he wants to get back to being Magic Johnson and not yeah. team president Magic Johnson. And the first like comparison I made in my head was, so you want to go just go back to being like a regular Twitter user? <laughs> right. <laughs> basically. Right. <laughs> it's, it's almost like if we got an NBA gig and we were sitting around going, you know what? I, I kind of like just being on Twitter instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that that was kind of funny, but you no, know, my my first thought really when I dug into it was good for the Lakers, um, mm. because overall this is a positive development for him in my opinion. Yeah. The way that he did it was really disappointing, and and uh, to the point where I really I, I'm I think he's a coward. I think the way he did it was very cowardly, um, mm-hmm. just not being able to talk to Genie, like going over with the whole. Or, or trying to, to like make the whole thing go over with with she's my sister line. Like, yeah, yeah, you talk to your sister about stuff, right? I mean, right. If she, if she's your close sister. You talk to her, like, particularly about like serious decisions like this. You would think, right? Of course, and you know everything's just everything just seemed off with magic. Like we've talked about the Lakers at length this year, and I also know that people have been in our mentions saying, "Yeah, hey, you guys talk a lot about the Lakers too much." I get it. We're sorry, especially because this episode will be entirely Lakers-driven. But, right. I mean, this is such a big piece of news. We, we just got to cover it. Yeah. Um, I, I I mean, overall, I think Lakers fans are in for uh, a, a, yeah, a treat, really. Because now they're going to get a new club president, presumably a new general manager as well. Because I can't imagine they're not going to clean house now. Right. The only thing that's potentially... Uh, sad in this outcome is you know the fate of Luke Walton because apparently Genie Buzz like promised Magic and Rob Belinka that hey you've got the go ahead to fire Luke Walton so <laughs> Walton is sitting there going well now Magic's gone I don't know about Rob where where he's going but apparently my owner who I'm <laughs> I'm working for really hard is okay with me not being here that's <laughs> that's not great right. so I think the best part is just you know clean house and the best measurement is just start over from scratch again which is i get it it's horrible but i think it's necessary at this point like it's a two-year wasted development um like where do you go from here the entire lebron thing it's everything just like it's a it's a puzzle that ended up just being collected wrongly right right yeah i mean like you can look back at the series of moves Magic made since taking over as team president, and there is a lot to question there, you know? Like, number one, giving up on D'Angelo Russell because you thought he was incompatible with Lonzo Ball. Fast forward two years, D'Angelo Russell is an all-star. Lonzo Ball is a giant question mark. D'Angelo Russell could have played off the ball. He's, like, he is not a ball-dominant point guard in Brooklyn. He's playing with Spencer Dinwiddie, and he is fine. So, like, I mean, that, that hurts you in and of itself. Giving up on Julius Randle to sign Rajon Rondo this past summer. That's absurd. Not bringing back mm. Brooke Lopez, you know, who is now the centerpiece or the center of the 60 win Milwaukee Bucks, the number one seed in the East. Like, their evaluation of young talent seemed questionable at best. Yes, they brought in LeBron James, which is a huge accomplishment for a Lakers organization that had been striking out on top-tier free agents for the past few years and had really been pinning their hopes. I mean, Magic said, heading into this summer, he said if he didn't get a superstar this year or next year, he was stepping down. So, ironically, he did get a superstar and he still stepped down. Um, But after, I mean, we've discussed this before. After signing LeBron, the signings he made, Rondo, JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, made no sense whatsoever in the context of how do you build a winning team around LeBron James. Like, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers gave us the blueprint of 
LeBron plus shooters equals NBA Finals. The Lakers, in their infinite wisdom, said, Okay, we see you, but let's do the complete opposite. Not have any shooters, except for Contavious Caldwell Pope, and we're going to have tough guys and playmakers because... The best, right. th- the best way to maximize LeBron James is taking the ball out of his hands. I, yeah. I mean, you know, so and that was there is there was an ESPN report like that was the vision Magic Johnson pitched to LeBron in that June thirtieth or July first meeting. That this was not by accident. So I think you're right. Like the opportunity for a hard reset here might be. A silver lining for the Lakers, like it might actually be the best case scenario, because you know I I put out a uh, an article on Fansided Monday about the five biggest disappointments of the 2018-19 season. Magic and Rob Palenka were number one. Like yeah, I, even even the stuff at the trade deadline, giving up on Zubac for Mike Muscala was so dumb, and it was like immediately apparent. Like, everyone saw that trade. It was like, what are you doing? Why are you giving up on a young 21-year-old center for Mike Muscala, who is trash? And I could say that because I had to watch Mike Muscala for 50 games. He is not a good long-term piece. Well, we know why, uh, at least if you read that article yesterday, because they saw him score 17 right. points against them. Right, which is absurd. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. So... I mean, you you said it could be a bright side. Look, Adrian Wojnarowski on the way, like everyone else was just kind of surprised about the news. It was like reacting like, oh my God, I was not expecting this. Woj brought a sledgehammer last night and tweeted, yes. since taking over as president of the Lakers, Magic Johnson never fully committed to the job. Often he was traveling and away from the team. His office hours were limited. He didn't do a lot of scouting. Running an NBA team takes a tremendous commitment of time and energy. Which, A, suggests to me that Magic didn't leak to Woj, because he usually only does this. Like, he only brings the fire like that when when someone, like, burns him with sources. I think he did it with Brian Colangelo, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be especially ironic in this case, since the Lakers were a complete leaking ship otherwise. as You know, especially with the Anthony Davis stuff. Um... But, yeah, I mean, if they bring in the right people, this could be a great opportunity moving forward. Because for all the jokes we've made about the Lakers this season, here are the facts. They still have LeBron James. They still have the L.A. market, which matters. It matters to free Mm -hmm. agents. We've seen it time and again. They still have max cap space, and they still have the young guys. Maybe they can't get Anthony Davis with those young guys, but Anthony Davis will not be the only superstar available via trade either this summer or moving forward so like they are in a great position even though this season looked like a train wreck and kind of was a train wreck like they were fourth in the west before lebron got hurt they have all of these things working in their favor if genie hires the right person and just takes her hands off and says i'm not gonna interfere just bring me a championship i I think this is the best job on the market by far Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-sized prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clear. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-sized prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance well i'll i'll go one step further they could have an even better situation by trading lebron now <laughs> no i i mean i've we banged the drum before but yeah. listen now's the time when you think about it Mag- magic steps down everyone in la and that entire market knows what's going on and with when magic steps down it's 
and they just missed the playoffs. Everything just reeks of, you know, desperation and whatnot. And, and like fans want to see something change. They never really bought into LeBron. Like I think that market will be just fine. Like the fan base will be just fine if they ended up trading LeBron right now. I I, I don't think they would harbor ill will. Uh, towards the Lakers organization. Like, yeah, maybe Clutch Sports would hold a grudge, yeah. but who cares at this point? Let's stop giving them power, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I think th- that's probably the best way to move forward because just using the magic resignation as sort of a stepping stone to trading LeBron and getting whatever you can in terms of picks and young assets, depending on who's willing to give them up for LeBron, which I have I have to assume that, you know, a, at least a handful of teams would be very much interested in adding LeBron. Yeah, at all 29 teams would. There, I, I know he's 35. I know he's on a, or he's going to be 35. He's on a max deal. He got injured. He's still LeBron F and James. Every single right. team would make an offer. Whether it's a competitive yeah. offer or not is a different question. Right. But every team would make an offer. Agreed. So they would definitely have, you know, their pick of the litter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then they could actually go into the 2019 summer, maybe recouping some of those lost assets that we t- you talked about in terms of D'Angelo Russell and, and Julius Randle. Like, maybe they get some young pieces off the LeBron trade, and then they just go back to where they were before they started just shipping off pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on paper, I agree with you. It makes sense to at least... Shop him around and see what you could get. I still don't think they even consider it, but especially now that they have to look for a new team president and possibly a new GM, because like that, for all we know, that could linger into the summer too. Right. I and I agree with that, but I'm saying that this is like the best time to actually do it from a publicity standpoint. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's this is the time to do it. If and I think I mean, look, they they did talk about it. Right. They actually had a conversation about moving LeBron. So. And and he doesn't have a ha, he doesn't have a no trade clause. Like mm-hmm. let's remember that that is that is not something he has on this deal. So he is movable. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best course of action. And then of course, if they you know, fire Luke Walton, then not hire Jason Kidd or Mark Jackson <laughs> would also be a great move. Right. Yeah. Um, overall, though, like when you look at the whole Lakers thing here, like I think they got greedy too quick i think it's fair when you have a team that's loaded with young prospects and you know game changers and like at some point that you cash in for big chips like the the celtics did with you know ray allen and kg back when they had pierce mm-hmm. like that's fine because that puts you in a position immediately to win a championship mm-hmm. but when they went out and signed lebron and they just gave up on on randall and the year before they gave up on russell like, obviously, they went into full win-now mode. They didn't even make the playoffs. And, you know, it was so apparent to virtually everyone that they were just too damn quick to going all in. Mm-hmm. And y- this is the Lakers' brand. I mean, they've done this time and time again. The, it's the constant pressure by themselves, really, not even the fan base, but by themselves, that we need to have stars. Stars are, are L.A. This is the brand that we have. We need superstars, you know, names. Just don't. It's mm-hmm. it's so easy to avoid all this. Just look at how infatuated with the young talent these Lakers fans were and mm-hmm. are, still are. They absolutely love that the Lakers pivoted and went with the draft route. And then the organization themselves blew it up because they wanted to go all in right now. Like yeah. There's a time and a place, and this wasn't the time nor the place. It was just dumb all the way through so if they have a chance this summer to just get back to what they were doing and then just kind of look back at it and go okay we had a two-year hiccup that was not great but now let's get back on track let's get some young guys in let's see what we can get and then in two three years we're back in the playoffs we have a staple core we you know we make sure that our cap situation isn't out of control Mm -hmm. whatever just make it work yeah i mean Here's the problem from the Lakers' perspective, is prior to this now six-year playoff drought, they had missed the the playoffs five times in franchise history. So, like, they just have never experienced... I I don't want to say rebuilding, because, like, they've had to retool, but they've never experienced a drought like this. So I agree, they did panic. They're not used to being a below 500 team. As right. like as ridiculous as that sounds, that just I mean 
you have to go back. God, like they had one below five hundred season in the last like twenty years before this. It was the two thousand four, two thousand five, right after Shaq left. But aside from that, like they've been fantastic for so long that they they expect to be successful. Like this is the Lakers exceptionalism right. exceptionalism thing at its core. So yeah, I think they, they do always want those big flashy names. And I think you could definitely make an argument that they would be better off if they do keep LeBron, they might be better off not necessarily giving up their entire young core and multiple future draft picks for Anthony Davis as good as he is. They might be better off with like either going for a lesser a low like a second or third tier guy like a Bradley Beal or you know they have all that cap space go after some like Patrick Beverly, Danny Green types who are just good players and would be nice compliments to LeBron like it it wasn't necessarily wrong to surround LeBron with veterans last summer. They just picked the, the wrong archetype of veterans to get like I, I think you could have success with LeBron plus young guys plus, you know, the right guys around him, the right free agent signings. Bojan Bogdanovic would be nice. You just have to like prioritize the right things, which is shooting and wing defense, mm-hmm. and ideally a center who wasn't, you know, a running joke on Shaq and a fool for five and a half years. Like to to JaVale McGee's credit, he's been great for them this year. And Rondo has been pretty good for them, too, actually. Beasley and Stevenson, that was bound to fail. That was a terrible idea from the start. So there are ways out for the Lakers this summer. And I think anyone, like, kicking dirt on their grave right now, I would be really reluctant because things do tend to work out for this franchise more than any other. Like, let's pump the brakes on saying they're never going to make the playoffs with LeBron or like they're never going to make it out of the first round oh, yeah, no. because for all we know, they're going to be in the Western conference finals next year until we see how well, the, the rest of the landscape shakes out. I'm not counting yeah. them out. No, but they, see now you said something interesting and you kind of alluded to it previously. You mentioned success. So you have to remember though, in LA, the criteria for success is not the Western conference finals. Yeah. It's not the second round. Yeah. It's not a playoff berth. It's the championship and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Not even a final appearance where they lose is a success. It's like literally titles are bust. That's their whole philosophy. Right. And you can argue that all 30 NBA organizations should take that approach. But, you know, let's be realistic. For a team like Utah, for example, that can that, that has significant trouble getting free agents, let's mm-hmm. just be honest about that, mm-hmm. reaching like the conference finals as they did during the Darren williams Carlos Boozer era, mm-hmm. like that's a win. That's, that's tremendous success for them. That's totally fine and acceptable. For the Lakers, it, this is about recalibrating their expectations, and it's mm-hmm. about recalibrating what they should deem as successful. So I agree with you that they could find success with LeBron. Absolutely. But if their criteria criteria remains championship or bust i'm sorry you're not gonna get there you're not gonna get there with lebron and anthony davis you're not gonna get there with lebron and a bunch of shooters because you're still playing in the western conference yeah i mean yeah sure you can argue if durant leaves from new york right but again we don't know anything yet like he may still re-up in in golden state right yeah. Marcus Cousins may be like hey you know what i kind of like winning a ring let's stick around i'm gonna stick around for a year again yeah like, who knows Right. We just we have so little data on this, and I personally I also think it's essential that they at some point begin looking around their own or organization and try to figure out where they went wrong. Not necessarily just this time, but where they usually tend to go wrong. And it is with the whole mindset that if a player isn't a star almost immediately, or like they gave up on D'Angelo Russell. After two years, just to get out of Timofey Moskov's deal, because hey, right. cap flexibility. Right. That means there's no patience whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It means that they are just again like the Knicks, constantly playing the FA market, which, like we've talked about this at length before. It is a crapshoot just as much as the draft, maybe even more so, because 
at least on the draft, if you have a high draft pick, you'll get somebody. Mm-hmm. It might not be a superstar, but you'll get some somebody with a significant chance of turning into like a full-time starter or whatever. Mm-hmm. In free agency, you can completely strike out. Completely mm-hmm. strike out. And then yeah. what? Then you're like forced to overpay for guys you don't even want in the first place. <laughs> right. I mean, I think... I, I agree with you. The, the Lakers do need to really look inward and see where they fell short the past few seasons. And the the top priority for them and every other team is get your front office and your team owner on the same page and your head coach. Like you're not going to have a successful team unless all three of those are on the same page and agree with, you know, the decision, the major decisions being made. And I, it's, it's Stephen A. Smith. So I don't know how much, to believe in this or take it with a grain of salt or whatever. You know, there was the report earlier this year that Magic got overruled by Genie when he was trying to... He wanted De'Aaron Fox, supposedly, and Genie wanted Alonzo Ball for the marketing and whatever. So, like, that is a huge decision that had enormous ramifications for the franchise because De'Aaron Fox, you know, somewhat struggled as a rookie, came back, looked like a most approved player candidate. The Kings now have a great young backcourt in him and uh, Buddy Heald. Maybe if they take Fox, they keep D'Angelo Russell. I mean, Magic's whole thing with Russell was like he wasn't a good leader, which, you know, maybe that stemmed from the whole Nick Young, Snapchat, Snafu, whatever. And maybe maybe it's it's very possible that D'Angelo Russell never would have hit the level he did had he stayed in Los Angeles. Like, maybe being the number two pick and being the, you know, the marketed as the face of the franchise, maybe that went to his head. And maybe right. he was never going to reach the level he did. And, like, he needed to be humbled by being traded and realizing, like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I need to... My draft pick selection status doesn't matter. Like, now I'm in the league. If I don't perform well... I'm not getting a huge second contract. So maybe that was the humbling experience he needed. But it, it does all go back to some front office dysfunction that we've you know, we've seen throughout the year. Like with with all of the leaks that came out about the Anthony Davis stuff, and Jeannie railed against that in early March and called it fake news, whatever. When there's that much smoke, there's gotta be fire behind it. So Of course. So I think for the Lakers, the key is to bring in the right type of person in the team president role who will mm-hmm. be, you know, like, he he or she, when they're interviewing with Jeannie, needs to lay out, lay out a clear vision, and Jeannie needs to agree with it. And then they can go forward, and they can decide on the fates of Rob Polinka and Luke Walton, and hopefully have all of this done by the time of the draft, because they have some very important decisions coming up this summer. I'm glad you said her because I was kind of thinking just when you said that I was thinking Becky Hammond immediately. I know she's a coach, mm-hmm. but she, everything you read and hear about Becky is she is so well respected within like every depth of the, the franchise in San Antonio, like on every level, mm-hmm. even like the ball boys and whatever. Like everyone just respects the hell out of her. Like maybe she would be inclined to take on a, a front office position where she could help set a culture, but ultimately. Like just going back to what you said about uh, D'Angelo, that he may have needed like a change of scenery to to mature and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'll counter with this: if you are an NBA organization that knows what it's doing, like the Spurs, I think you can allow yourself to draft immature players because the culture of the organization will help shape that player. Yeah. So I look at Magic and you know Palinka and 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 before that Cupjack who was certainly not without his faults himself. And I look at those guys, and if they're sitting there basically not being satisfied with Jancho Russell, and then like they're you know, talking about him in the media, like, mm, he, we need a leader, whatever, mm-hmm. like that's, that's the telltale sign for me that says you're not a strong organization. Like You don't know what you're doing. You're, you, there's no accountability. You're obviously not trying to develop the, this kid the right way because otherwise you wouldn't go to the media the way that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, they just need to strengthen that entire infrastructure. Like, that's 
that's really what this boils down to. And that is tremendously difficult. I realize that what we're proposing here, like we're a couple podcasters sitting here going, hey, you know what? The Lakers should just basically <laughs> strengthen everything. Yeah, it's right. a multi-billion dollar organization. It'll take years. You'll have to identify the right people. It'll be a whole process. It'll take a lot of time, a lot of money. I get it. Yeah. But it's still very much necessary. For sure. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Want extra cash for vacation or to buy something you've always wanted? Transfer your auto loan to Pathways Financial Credit Union and we'll give you 1% cash back up to $1,000. And you can enjoy no payments for three months. Visit a convenient Central Ohio location and let us take care of your auto loan and provide extra cash. Check us out at PathwaysCU.com. Offer of credit subject to credit approval. Loan interest will continue to accrue during the first three months of no payments. Pathways is federally insured by the NCUA. Well, let's also talk about Luke Walton quickly since we've been dancing around that. So Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, right after Johnson gets fired or a couple of, or steps down, whatever, uh, a couple hours after, he said, Jeannie Buss recently gave Magic to fire Luke Walton at the conclusion of the season after being informed of Walton's unwillingness to, quote, bulk up his coaching staff. Um, Johnson had been displeased with Walton's ability to effectively make in-game adjustments, and he felt the coaching staff lacked the experience and expertise to foster player development. In particular, young Lakers cast offs D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle put together career years with the Nets and Pelicans, which led Johnson to question Walton's coaching staff. Uh, Johnson wanted to w- replace Walton during the season, but Buss re- was reluctant to venture down that road until now. I think he just proved my point. So, D- Johnson is gone. Mm-hmm. Do you think Walton lasts? I mean, for Walton's sake, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, it's so it has to be so uncomfortable, you know, working for someone who's like given someone else the okay to fire you. <laughs> right, I mean, right. That, that has to suck. And the thing is, I, I have this yeah, I, I have this belief that when things go sour in LA, you know, the media sticks with it for so long as well mm-hmm. that it's just impossible to get out of. So for, for Luke's sake, I think it would be in his best interest to resign and just go, you know what? I've I've been stuck here for a couple of years where I've been jabbed at from like executives and the media's pointing fingers when it really shouldn't. Right. Like let me just go somewhere else because right. this is a waste of my time. Yeah. Or he could take the the high road because what I suggested here wasn't the high road and just go, you know what, bygones be bygones. I'm still one hell of a coach and I can develop these young guys. And if you get me more of them, I'll develop them just as well as anyone else. But the fact that he's being blamed for D'Angelo and Julius Randle, like, come on. How How is he at fault for this? Right. Right. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Like, Russell had played two years. Like, he was he was, tra- he was traded two years into his career. Oh, yeah, you're a finished product when you played two years in the NBA. Sure. Right. He only played one year under Luke. He wasn't. And he played, yeah, one Byron year under Scott Luke. Scott was the coach for That's right. Russell's. Oh, no. Yeah. You know what? That leads me to something else. Can can we also just acknowledge that now is the time to stop the legacy hires? It, like go with a first time head coach? No, the no, the like the the former. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's 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 so overdone now, yeah. and it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, look, it's it's all. I don't want Jason Kidd there as a head coach oh, or Mark Jackson. I do. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> you just want to watch the world burn. That's yep. why. But, but at least it will provide some, you know, some sort of positive turn in 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 terms of, hey, we're not going with a former Laker, right? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I mean, I thought so. Haynes also reported, um, you know, we've heard Mark Jackson and Tyron Lue in particular being batted around for a while, um, and and he reported that Bus was. It gave some pause initially to those two because she was sensitive to the likelihood 
that the pursuit of Lou and Jackson would be perceived as James and his agent Rich Paul running the show and spearheading the coaching search. You know, because Lou obviously coached LeBron in Cleveland and Jackson is a clutch sports client. Um, right. So, But the other name that came up, which I had not seen linked to the Lakers job, was Sixers assistant Monty Williams, who is the former coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. That that would be interesting. That like I read that name and I was like, you know what? Okay, I, yeah, I'm okay with that because a he's coached Anthony Davis before, so if they somehow do get Anthony Davis, that's a nice reunion. And also mm-hmm. just the grace with which Monty Williams has handled immense personal tragedy. It seems like he's just beloved throughout the NBA community. Right. I, I agree. Like, I don't hate the idea of Monty. He's the best name I've seen linked to that Lakers job so far. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. Certainly. When you were thinking about this, did your voice go up in Oxen as well? Yeah. Because I, I mean, yeah. I, I genuinely, <laughs> like, I was surprised to hear. I have not heard a single good name linked to that job. It's always like oh. Lou, Kid, Jackson, you know, some other retreads. And then I was like, mm. oh. Okay, Monty Williams. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love yeah. him, and I, I, you know, I'm happy he's been in Philly this year. But I also, you know, I'm sure every assistant coach who was a former coach wants to get back to that level, and if he could get that opportunity, that'd be awesome for him. Yep, I agree. Uh, that that would be the best name. But here's the thing: it might not be. You know what it could be, which would be even worse. So with with Magic now gone. There is an open position, you know, in the front office. Uh-huh. Meaning, you could actually slide Palinka up to the team president role, and oh, then you'll God. have a vacant GM. Yeah. And remember, remember when Jason Kidd wanted GM ro- oh, rights? Oh my God. Hmm. Hmm. That would be. Have hmm. Have we not learned about the dual coach? It's GM? the Lakers. We've just spent the last thirty minutes talking about how they don't learn. I know. That would be so remarkably dumb. Like, possibly, they've done a lot of dumb things recently. Appointing Jason Kidd as the head coach and general manager would be the dumbest. So so when are they going to announce it, you think? Yeah. 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 Uh, And also, I mean, I saw, because Jason Kidd came up in that Bill Oram story, um, and they were talking about how before this whole Anthony Davis situation came out, they were in negotiations with the Bulls to get Jabari Parker at the trade deadline. And then I, I forget who it was. I think it was No Tech Ben the, on, the, on Twitter, one of the main Bucks guys. And he was like, do you know how bad of an idea it would have been to bring in Jason Kidd and then have Jabari Parker there? Like, <laughs> if you thought, I mean, like, A, Jabari Parker was not the answer to what was plaguing you this year. But even if he was, bringing in Jason Kidd would eliminate any chance of him being productive in that Lakers system. So, it, I mean, it, it goes back to the whole idea of, like, they are just throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks. But they need to come up with a unified vision. And they need to have, like, plan A, B, C, D, E, F going into this summer, both with their coaching search, if they do fire Luke Walton, their team president search... I mean, to me, David Griffin is the obvious name, and he's going to be thrown around a lot. But we saw what he did around LeBron in Cleveland when he didn't have much flexibility. You know, like he, 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 he got LeBron. He got or he inherited Kyrie. He got he traded for Kevin Love. He traded Wiggins for Kevin Love, which, in retrospect, is one of the best trades of the last decade. he then didn't have the flexibility. Like he, he was capped out. He didn't have many draft picks. He sent a bunch away to get veteran role players. Like he would be inheriting a much better, more flexible situation here. And I think it seems like he is a well-respected executive around the league. So maybe agents would be more inclined to hear him out when they're taking free agent pitches, that kind of thing. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. That I mean, that seems like the direction. Like, if I were running the Lakers, David Griffin would have been the first guy I called last night. But regardless of who they choose, they just need to figure out 
a direction and have multiple plans in terms of like, here's what, here's our ideal situation. Our ideal situation is like, we sign Kyrie Irving and trade for Anthony Davis and we have a new big three. Great. If that doesn't work, if Kyrie goes elsewhere or if the Pelicans refuse to engage us on Anthony Davis, here's where we go next. And like, they need to just Mm -hmm. be proactive about it and be smart about it. It's just like they cannot afford a repeat of last summer other than LeBron signing or they are going to waste the next two or three years of LeBron. And that sucks. Hey, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So the way I look at it is the best course of action would be one, trade LeBron, or maybe we'll hire <laughs> David, hire David Griffin first. And I know it would be awkward for Griffin to trade LeBron, but yeah. like, you know, you would have to talk to him during like the, the interview process and tell him what's up. Uh-huh. And so hire, hire David Griffin, uh, trade LeBron, hire Monty Williams, and then just go from there. Like that, in my perspective, would be the best case scenario for this this whole summer because then you also mm-hmm. kind of remove yourself from the whole, you know, necess- you know, free agency game and the pressure of getting like that secondary star. You know what I mean? Because everything right now is all about who's number two, who's number two, who's number two. Did you get number two mm-hmm. yet? Who's number two? <laughs> right. Which is, it just takes so much. That's so much pressure on whoever is going to come into that role. That mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and by the way, I, I forgot to mention this. I mean, Rob Palinka should be out of the door as well. Like that's part yeah. of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look, the worst thing about this is when you look at that whole situation, and we're sitting here, you know, thinking up scenarios of what they should do. We have no idea. Like with most teams, we sort of have an idea in terms of where they're leaning and what type of direction they want to go in. Like, because we know the structure of the team, we know their culture, we know certain things. With mm-hmm. the Lakers, even though we know that they're win now or nothing, we have no idea about what they're going to do in terms of, like, names. Because they seem to be completely out of touch with what's going on in, in the today's league. I think it was, like, four mm-hmm. or five years ago, ESPN also did, like, an article about which teams were least inclined to use, like, advanced metrics. And that was under Mitch Cutler. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yep. yeah, the Lakers were just like they—they they were dead last in the NBA. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I maybe maybe they've changed. I actually don't know. I haven't read anything that suggested that they have or haven't. But mm-hmm. if they haven't, that's just another <laughs> hurdle they need to get over. And it—it's just—it's not a logical thinking organization always, and they need to be yeah. consistently, always, daily, hourly. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's going to be a fascinating summer. I mean, we've been saying that for months for the Lakers, but now it just got that much more interesting because we could have the Lake. You know what's the most ironic part of this whole thing is I was watching, you know, I'm still catching up on Game of Thrones. And I literally got to the Red Wedding episode last night <laughs> when all of this stuff started breaking. So I had to stop midway through because the Lakers had their own Red Wedding and I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't actually focus on, you know, I was like, oh, I a quiet night at work. I could actually somewhat pay attention to the Red Wedding. No. So thank, thanks a lot, Lakers. I hope you, <laughs> I hope your Red Wedding goes better than the one for Walder Frey. Uh, man, I, I'm still just so bitter. <laughs> but, no, it's going to be a fascinating summer for the Lakers. And I swear, hopefully this will be the last time we talk about them until the draft lottery. Hopefully, 
please, please, please. If nothing else, we are definitely recording a playoff preview. We were gonna, we were hoping to do it today, but unfortunately, the bracket is still not set. There's still a lot of matchups, and Detroit or Charlotte is still up in the air for the eighth seed. So we will likely be recording that on Friday. We'll get it out as soon as possible, and then we will talk about good teams for the next two months, which will be refreshing because we <laughs> we spent a lot of time on bad teams lately. Um, yeah, so we, we love final... competency, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, we have to we have to acknowledge that these teams exist because there are fans of each of these teams, and hopefully, I mean, look, the NBA is better when there's a bunch of good teams. Like, I, I next year, I think could be one of the most fun regular seasons if Durant leaves the Warriors, just because. And I, I wrote about this for Fan Sided today. There are going to be so many teams that can talk themselves into being championship contenders. Like, the Warriors just right. broke our brains in terms of what it takes to build a title contender when they got KD in particular. Like, the big four model is not replicable. The Sixers are trying, and it is not going to work. You, <laughs> the big three mar- model is hard enough to build around. Like, we've seen it with yeah. Miami, with Cleveland, with the Clippers. After a while, you hemorrhage young talent. You don't have cap space. You can't bring in replacements. Your bench depth fades. Too much falls on your three stars, and you you burn out. It it it's like a right. four or five year thing, and then you collapse. So the Warriors are hitting the end of that. Durant may leave this summer, and then like ten teams can talk themselves into being title contenders, and they all might go. If you thought last summer is wild, like imagine this summer, if KD leaves, and like Kawhi goes to the Clippers or something, like. Right. All of the Eastern top, top teams, Milwaukee, like Toronto would be out. But Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Indiana could all talk themselves into it. The West is just going to be, the Lakers could get right back in there. G, like Golden State's still going to be around. Houston, OKC, Utah, Portland. Like it's going to be so much fun. So I, I'm looking forward to this summer. Um, and I... I for that reason, I do hope Durant leaves the Warriors just put, so we can inject some fun into the both the off season, which is always fun, and the regular season. And I'm I'm really I'm intrigued to see how the Lakers fit into this because they are one of the biggest power players this summer. Whether that bears fruit or not, they have the opportunity to make major upgrades just based on what they do over these next couple of months. So it's gonna be. Like, I, I know y'all, I'm sick of talking about the Lakers just as much as you're sick of he- hearing about them, but they are going to be one of the biggest storylines of the NBA this summer and moving forward. So we just have to grin and bear it together. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, talking about roster construction and the big three and big four, you know, after the Bucks win the championship this year, most teams are yeah, going to look for, like, the big one and then build properly <laughs> around that big one. Right. You just need to find your own version of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll be But have you noticed two of the, the two leading MVP candidates are on T, you know, are big ones, really? I, well, I get Chris that you could argue. No, that's, I, 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 that was what I was about to say. You could argue yeah. Chris Paul is up there, but, like, yeah. no, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, is he better than Chris Middleton at this point? I think so, but it's close. If, if yeah, right. I mean, it's no. it's not like a slam dunk, right? That's what I'm saying. No. So yeah, it's gonna be I, I I do think the big two model. We can go into this at another time as we as we approach the summer. But I think the big two model is the way to go. Yeah, and that, I, I, I think you're, and that, you might be right. And that like speaks to. The Lakers' opportunities this summer. Maybe they don't need to assemble a big three. If they get one other oh. star in there, they might actually have the blueprint for success. I don't know. We'll, and just we'll make see. sure that the, the big two isn't like the two two big men because that's not going to work. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Well. Until Friday, when we have a playoff preview, please follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio. So give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes. So please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker. So check them out on Twitter at Spreaker. Until next time, I'm Brian Tapork, And I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Mort, enjoy the last day of the regular season. For all of those out there Thank who you. are inclined to bet, 
don't do it. There's going to be some absolute <laughs> nonsense tonight. Stay off of DFS. Just save it for the playoffs. Yeah. Don't bet. Instead, go to Forbes. Read my read my stuff. I'll be. I'll probably post a new article within a day or two. Nice. Good plug. Good plug. And yeah, I'll have a column mm-hmm. out Friday as well about the Toronto Raptors and what's at stake for them this season, or this postseason, I should say. And in the meantime, I'm gonna finally go ra- watch the Red Wedding. So uh, send yeah. prayers, everyone. Enjoy. I hate. I I hate Rob Stark though. I'm kind of excited to see him go. I don't know. Am I supposed <laughs> to feel that way? Yeah, you know, it's really up to the individual. Game of Thrones has a very strong, uh, you know, internet community where people just kind of, you know, go into these weird groups. So some support him, some don't. It's really weird. Like it, it's the same with um, with Sansa, for example. For example, like you, uh, you have staunch supporters, and then you have the people who just want to murder her violently. So yeah, yeah. I- I could see that. Like I've I've seen season seven as well, so like I could see how she turns into some more likable than she is right now. But right now she's kind of lame. I, I don't have strong opinions toward her. But like Rob Stark is dumb as hell. Like, oh yeah, yeah. how oh, is your I instinct? Mean, like <laughs> I, I'm gonna go ally with the guy I betrayed. Let's see how that works out. And his mom's like, yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Even though I told you don't do it. Like <laughs> the only one I'm gonna be sad to see die is his wife. That that's gonna suck. But the rest of them had it coming. And, and for those out there who haven't seen Game of Thrones and doesn't want it to get it get spoiled, um, my apologies. Oh, what, whatever. If I mean, at this point, if, if you're like me and you're still catching up for the first time, you've heard all of this stuff before. You, yeah, you've had seven years to catch up. They're, they're, this is not a spoiler zone. But yeah, apologies because there there will be some hot Game of Thrones takes probably at the end of every episode until I'm actually caught up. I love it. By the way, I just got my tickets for Endgame today. Ooh, nice, nice. Yes. Okay, good. We'll yes. have to. Yeah, we'll we'll have some good some good uh, entertainment conversations after we talk about those Sixers getting knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. I'm excited. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Take it easy, Mark. You too, man. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store and now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.